previously on the Plays World. The hunters convened for their upcoming trip to the Upper District Gala tonight before meeting the newest addition to their group, Detective Marcus Dawn, who's played by the newest member to our podcast, Ender. They then went to Dr. Marbles' lab to check in on Eli, and Luz caught a glimpse of the strangest thing. Eli's vibrance being sapped out of his body and getting absorbed into some invisible cosmic river suspended in space above them. This is all getting a little too weird, but let's see what comes next in The Player's World. Fumbling and shuffling along the hallways, the hunters meander their way through the hotel and aimlessly pour out into various armchairs and lounges scattered around the lobby. Above your heads, lustrous lines of sunlight are obscured by the opaque binds of the iron skylight, slipping the last lights of the day in. Some time passes as the sunset warms the white checkered floor to a yellowish tinge, and the lilting hums of a woman practicing her scales softly reverberates in this room. You look across towards the reception desk where Banjo, the hotel administrator, wraps a sapphire green scarf around Madame Rochelle. She pecks him on the cheek and he blushes. And Madame spots you, Ava, looking her way and sort of like frivels her scarf and flowy green dress and then like strikes a pose as if to say now on with the show before giving you a small wave and calls out to you i will see you tonight darling i see you tonight and uh and she departs the hotel through the front doors and then you hear a patter of lumpish plumps enter the lobby from the side and bacchus romps his way up to you all Oh, hello. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, how, uh, how, how's things? Well, I think we're doing okay. Interesting is a way to put it. Oh, uh, hello, sir. I don't believe we've had the, uh, the pleasure of meeting. I am Bacchus. Marcus Dawn, detective. He holds out a, a wing for you to shake. <laughs> I, sh- I shake his wing with, like, that avian-like recog- look of recognition. <laughs> Although I know, as an owl, I am more of the predator. Yeah, and I guess even though Bacchus like towers over you because he's a big boy, um, you can see he's just like a little bit, a little bit kind of reserved. You know, maybe the other hunters spot it. He's usually a little bit more like la. <laughs> yeah, Luz definitely notices. He says, "Um, are you uh?" Are you a new guest or a resident here at the hotel, Marcus? I'm in town. Huh. Okay, well, uh, I suppose, uh... You'll be seeing me around. Um, one quick thing, sir. Uh, And Bacchus turns to uh, you, Luz, and says, um, Hey, Luz, by the way, uh... Dr. Marble said that he needs to see you up in his lab briefly. Um, Again? I, don't, I, I guess. 
Uh, okay. And uh, and then Bacchus turns back to you, Marcus, and he says, "Um, well, I'm sorry to kind of uh, interrupt you guys here, but um, if you're sort of new here, uh, I will insist on just like a, uh, just a brief introduction to uh, the hotel here, if you if you would mind. It will only take a couple minutes." I tilt my head, considering his words, and then give a short nod. All right. Fantastic. Uh, all right, this way. He kind of gestures towards the reception desk area. I follow him. We watch Marcus and Bacchus kind of, uh, I was going to say plomp. They make their way over to the reception desk. And I assume Luz also shoots off to go up to see Dr. Marbles? Yes. And, um... Left on the lounge is Rainbow and Ava. So, uh, what's your wearing to the party? I think Lou said something about me borrowing a dress. Okay. Huh. I mean, I can only I imagine that. No, no, you first. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, can, I was just going to say I can only imagine the kind of dresses Luz has. She's a lot smaller than me. I guess I could be smaller, but... Unless I did that, I don't think they'd fit. Mm, and Rainbow kind of, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. And um, I guess Ava circles you for a minute and then stops back where she was. Like, ah, I see your point. Maybe she has bigger sizes. Doesn't hurt to find out. Yeah. I don't think she would have offered if she couldn't. Oh, totally. Do you have a dress? Mm, you know... No, no, I don't. Didn't come exactly prepared for a ball, um, seeing as I left school and then never changed. <laughs> Maybe you could ask Luz and borrow one of her dresses as well. You know what? I think I might do that. Uh, I hope she has something long. I think she'd like that. If Not if she had something long, but, you know, if she got to help you out. Yeah, I... Eli gone, it's been strange. It really has, yeah. It's very strange, very hard when you lose somebody. Not that he's gone, but you know what I mean. Uh, he's just not here. Yes. But maybe if we beat Trenchy, we can get him back. Will we? It wasn't Trenchcoat's fault that he lost his vibrance. It was... And I'm gonna... Look around for Marcus Dinkelberg. And um, just be like, it was Dr. Marbles. I think at that, Ava gives like an exasperated sigh. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Maybe, maybe Trenchy can do something. I don't know. I just know I have to have some hope that he might come back. That's fair. I didn't mean to take your hope. I'm sorry. Oh, Rainbow, you're good. <laughs> As you two are talking, uh, one of the hotel maids, uh, nonchalant, nondescript, just comes over uh, with a silver tray and offers you a warm smile as she pushes the tray out and you see that there are two teacups and a uh, teapot there for you. Oh, thank you. I will take a teacup. Yeah, I th she kind of like... um. I think you two are like sitting on two different lounges and between you is a little coffee table. And uh, the maid sort of kneels down to clear some space on this coffee table and she pushes aside 
a newspaper. And I think at this, Rainbow, you look down and you read the headline. And it reads, Bloodshed in Mountains, Hippies to Blame. I'm going to tip my head at that because that's unusual. We only shed blood when we eat, and they don't report on animals. The maid finishes setting up the tea and just kind of offers a little bow and uh, departs. Uh, I'm, I'm a little distracted at this point, so I don't say thank you in a very rude way. Like, gosh, Rainbow, how could you? And, um... I'm going to look at the newspaper more closely. You see that on the front page, uh, the date of the newspaper is today. Mm -hmm. And underneath that big headline is a photo of Flanagan Farm. And you begin to skim read the article underneath that outlines the murder that took place. And more importantly, it points the finger at a group of werewolves who, according to a witness and owner, Mr. Flanagan, matched the description of the attacker. The article details that upon visiting the nearby campsite for questioning, the backpackers had abandoned the site, something only someone who was guilty would do. But that was me that they took in for questioning. Hmm. Is that all it says? That's like the main gist of the article, yeah. So basically, it points the finger at what is most likely my family for the uh, cow killing. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I thought they were told that it was um, some other monster, that we'd got the culprit, I say, handing the newspaper over to Ava for her to look I think right as Rainbow does that Ava is like about to sip her tea and then she puts it back down on the plate puts it down and then takes the newspaper oh oh doing this now okay switching tasks (laughs) Um, and she's gonna read it and look at Rainbow and then look at the paper then back at Rainbow and be like yeah we we did I thought we did I don't understand why they would put something that was false on here. Oh, if it's anything like the media in our world, they'll do anything they can to get attention. Even if it's wrong information. I wonder... wonder who wrote this. Your eyes glance down to the bottom of the article and you see that it was uh, produced by the Broadstead Chronicles, which is the newspaper, written by... Tamara Kensington. I have no idea who this is. Do you know any people named Tamara? <laughs> it was gonna look at Rainbow and like raise her eyebrow. Um, no. I'm pretty much just you know you for Bacchus. Sorry, I guess I should say five ba- and Bacchus. Oh, no. Hmm. Other than, you know, my family and the people that we've met together, I don't know anyone else either. Hmm. 
Maybe we could ask Bacchus for help. Rainbow, you turn your head to look over towards Bacchus. And then you get a scent. Hmm? It is something familiar that smells like home. And these cartoonish stench lines, uh, I think that we see somehow, like trail out of the lobby and uh, down one of the little sort of hallways. I'm going to just... And then uh, turn to Ava and be like, hmm, I smell something familiar. Does it smell like a person or like an object? Person, place, or thing? (laughs) Smells like pine, campfire, and body odor. Hmm. I'm going to make sure I don't just leave and just be like, Ava, I smell something familiar. I'm going to go look for it. Well, hold up. With this news going around, I'm going with you. All right. I don't have any reason for you not to. I think Ava's going to keep the newspaper. She's going to like fold it up and like stick it in her sweater pocket or something. Good call. Roll plus cool to steal this newspaper. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. kidding. <laughs> I was like, where's my dice? <laughs> <laughs> um, you follow these like stench lines uh, out down a hallway that leads out of the lobby. And it leads you to the back door of the hotel. And you push open the back door and you are out in the back alleyway. Uh, to your left is the... Now two vehicles underneath tops. You've got the roller pod and Ava's new whip. And this is where it has led you. And you kind of step out into this empty alleyway. You look around. You look left. (laughs) Nothing there. You look right. Nothing there either. And then your eyes trail upwards. Silhouetted, I think, by the setting sun. I think somehow we see, like, the wooden beelets and the long dreadlock hair of Rufus. As he calls out, Psst, hey, Rainbow, up here. Rufus, what are you doing here? (sighs) We're, uh, we're, uh, a little bit kind of on the run. Dude, I don't know, did you hear the news? I heard somebody say... I heard somebody blame us for something we didn't do. Yeah, I know. It's not right. We didn't do anything. Where have you been? We haven't seen you since the night you left to get the berries. So, I'm gonna, like, climb up to where he is so that I can have a conversation. I'm also gonna be like, Ava, this is Rufus. Um, he's kind of like family that's not related to me. Okay. Uh, hey, Rufus. This is Ava. She's kind of like different family that's not related to me. Cool. Nice to meet you, Ava. And uh, Rufus parks it on like the uh, edge of the rooftop on the building. And I think, uh, Rainbow, you kind of scamper up the fire escape ladders. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't have them here, but I've seen movies. I hope it's because you don't need them that you don't have them because that's terrifying. (laughs) Yes. 
Um, yeah, and you join him up on the rooftop of just like the next building. Yes, and I tell him, so I got accused of killing some cows and I think it's the same thing you're being accused of, but me and Ava and these two other people who you haven't met, we definitely caught like the bad guy and stopped him. So I don't know why people think it's you guys. Like, for sure, we got the person who was doing it. Wasn't even a person. It was like a summoned monster. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not what the, you know, media is reporting. Yeah, I wonder why they're reporting something wrong. Because, like, that's definitely, definitely not what happened. It was this, like, wolf shape. So that part was right. But it didn't have a face. It was just bone. And then it, like, Mm. had this black smoke. And it was just like, kill, suffer, kill. It's spooky. And that's super not our vibe at all. Yeah, right? Like, if we kill it so that we can eat. Well, in any case, we have to, you know, skip town. So, come on. We've we've got, we packed up all your stuff. We're, uh, the rest of the clan's just kind of on the uh, southeast side of of, uh, town. We're, uh, we're just about ready to beat it. Come on. Hmm. I don't think I can go right now. I gotta help these guys. And I'm gonna look at Ava. Just be like, there's something, like, really bad going on. And I think it's big. But we're family. I'm gonna nod and I'm just be like, yeah, but... This is a huge problem. Like, people have died. I saw people killed. I think we need to stop what's happening or more people are going to get hurt. You are always the brave one. I'm going to smile at Rufus and just be like, well, you can probably learn to be brave, can't you, Rufus? (laughs) I guess. Will you tell everybody else? I'll come find you guys when everything's done. I should be able to follow my nose. And if not, come get me when things are safer. We don't want to leave you out to dry, Rainbow. You're not leaving me. You're just going somewhere else. And I'll come by later. I mean, come on, Rufus. I've always been a free spirit. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'll tell the others. And I'll catch up. Rufus uh, takes your two hands in his. And he looks up at you and you meet his gaze. And you can see that he's feeling very sad. But that's hidden by this very, very fake put on smile. As he tries to cover it up and says, just be safe. Okay. Of course. You'd be safe too, okay? Don't do anything stupid. And I'm gonna like lean and be like, no more poison ivy. (laughs) (laughs) Is poison ivy like a drug or something? No, it's a leaf, (laughs) and sometimes idiot hikers will um 
will wipe with it. And it is very oh, itchy, no. itchy plant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You don't have toilet paper in the woods before it's an ivy. I think he scratches his butt and he's like, yeah, learn that lesson the hard way. <laughs> um, Rainbow's just going to like bump her head against his, not like a headbutt, just like a light forehead tap. And just be like, really though, I'll catch up. Don't worry about me. I don't think he says anything at that. I think he just sits there for a moment. And then after a while, he stands up, begins to scale along the edge of the rooftop, and then effortlessly leaps across to the next. And uh, I think you watch him as he kind of gets halfway across that rooftop. And then he turns around and just uh, lets out a soft, a woo. <laughs> a woo. And Rufus is gone. So we follow Luz as she makes her way through the hotel hallways and up the back stairwells that lead down some creepy hallways again. And you finally get to the big circular vault door that leads into Dr. Marbles' lab. Uh, I'm just going to walk in and be like, what do you, what do you want? And I, don't, I don't know if Eli's still just out in the open or not, but I'm not looking. <laughs> Nope, I'm nope, staring you, uh, at the floor. <laughs> well, you, I think you enter and stare at the floor, and um, Dr. Marble sees this, and he's, uh, he kind of says, Oh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, the boy's gone. I've, we've, uh, we've moved him to a bit of a more comfortable uh, area. I, um, <clears throat> I uh, wanted to, you know, have your input on something. Um, if, uh, if that's okay, Luz. Uh, sure. And uh, you can see that he's sort of over on a far desk that he's sort of cleared away and he's working on uh, some sort of device. And as you approach, you see that it's, I mean, I beat around the bush. It is a grappling gun. It's the grappling gun that you've, you guys as a group sort of collectively decided on for the, you know, the two monster based technologies. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to look at it like, ah. Yep, she's uh, she's a bit of a beaut. Uh, I will say so myself. Got it done that fast? Jesus. I mean, yeah, I don't fuck around here. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, should we put in a scope here or allow the room to have an extra canister of uh, ammunition? So it, if, uh, you know, if you need to grapple two times in a row, what, what do you think? Hmm, I think... Uh, more ammunition. Cause like, I don't know. We 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 might have to escape really fast. I have I have angel wings now, but everyone else just kind of has to run. So, hmm. Are you wearing them? Yeah, I'm never putting those things away. <laughs> Me and uh, he's like, oh, whoa, that's a cool little piece of uh, technology there. What uh, what's it run on? Plutonium, uranium. Uh, divine magic. Ha! Good one. Really, though. 
divine magic. Still, times two. Wait, really? I don't know. I got it. I got it for pretty cheap. I, I think I got it for a bracelet or something. I, I crashed with it once already, but I, I plan on crashing it with it a hundred more times at least until I get way better. He reaches like behind you and grabs one of the wings and like spins you around and like starts looking at it. He's like, whoa, that's very cool. Why'd you say you got it again? I got it at this like divinity store. It was like it was like out just in the open. I think it was like one of those market stalls. Huh. I got it for a bracelet. That guy's pretty easily swindled. Necklace, but okay. Necklace. <laughs> <laughs> he starts um pushing the, like the buttons on it. He's like, "Ha, huh, what's this thing do?" Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I'm just like bracing for effect at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's it for? Uh, I, I, I just want to be able to fly. Like, Rainbow, she can run really fast. Ava can run really fast. I imagine Marcus could fly. But I didn't know that I was going to meet an owlman today before I got got it. So, like, whatever. I thought Eli would be able to... Fr- <clears throat> I thought Eli would be able to run fast. Because I, I have stubby little legs and he doesn't. So, I just want to fly and be able to get places, because I almost died multiple times now, I think, and it sucks. When you mention Eli, I think uh, Dr. Marvels just kind of stops tampering with the wings for a bit and uh, kind of gently pushes the wings like around, like turns you back around. And um, kind of clears his throat and says, "Look, I um, I hope you don't hate me for what happened to Eli. The boy, he wanted to take that route. I didn't, I didn't pressure him at all. It was all his choice." Oh, I don't doubt it. I think he's selfish. I don't hate you. No, 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 no. No, sir. No. You're fine. I mean, I'm glad you think that, but I... I cannot help but feel guilty. I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. How often do you do stuff like this? Like, probably not a lot, unless... You're hiding something kind of creepy, but I'm not going to push. Jesus Christ. What? (laughs) (laughs) I meant meant death. (laughs) What? (laughs) That is the most bun. I'm not doing anything wrong sound I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Oh. I, I I feel like you have a pass, especially when it comes to the fact that Eli's a dick, so I don't really care. I'm just mad, because he was, like, helping with something important, but now he's not. You he want her to go home? Like, I don't have that option. Rainbow doesn't have that option. Ava is being brave. So, like, I don't know. I'm never going to have to deal with him again. 
Uh, so I should probably just forget about it. Don't be so cynical. I mean, he's not dead. He's just out of action. Like, believe me, it's going to take him a long time to recover, but he'll be good. I mean, that, that's if he wants to talk to me or if I want to talk to him. I wasn't just saying he's dead. I'm, I'm just, this is how things most like usually go. Just, oh, I probably won't be able to talk to him again. And I'm right. That's how it usually goes, right? Um, Dr. Marbles, like, turns back to the desk and continues, um, fiddling with the gadget. And, uh, as he's continuing to, like, sort of tinker on this thing, how, are uh, bit of a big question, but how are you getting along in the hotel? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, like how I like living here? Well, just everything. Um, well, everything was really nice until the stuff happened. Hmm. It was really peaceful. Well, peaceful as it can get. Um, I have all the books I want. I could read if I want to. Like, I don't know. I like being here. I, I'm excited for things to calm down. I don't think it's a big question. Uh, is something wrong? Nope, just, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get all, like, uh, soppy, but, um, you're the only one who's ever found, like, any interest in what I do. So, I want to check in on you and care to know how you're going. She's gonna, she's gonna give, give a big grin and poke him in the arm and be like, what? What? Someone, someone, someone cares about old Luz? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna start giggling like, hee hee. Hee hee. She's gonna start like dancing. <laughs> Get over yourself. No, never. You're, you're a... You're you're a mean old man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bully you about this forever. Uh-oh. How many dads is this now? There's Gus, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Marcus. I, I swear I'm gonna get Marcus. You, uh, dang it, where uh, brain? At least five. <laughs> Jesus, why do you get to have so many dads? Huh? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a dad magnet over here. <laughs> a dad magnet. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. <laughs> uh, Dr. Marbles reaches across and is uh, <laughs> just like ignores you the whole time. And he grabs like a, it's like um. It's like a short necklace with like a little like electrical box on it, like the size of a matchbox. And he tosses it to you and he's like, hey, I tried this out too, by the way. Oh, what what does it look like? Uh, It's just a simple little like black. uh... (sighs) How the hell do I? Oh, you know, those like anti dog, anti bark collars for dogs. 
They've got a little black rectangle that uh, yeah. sits like at the throat and has two little prongs that touch the dog's throat. Uh, and then if they get over a certain noise, they get a little zippy. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It's very cruel, but like that's what it looks like. I, I squint at it. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Just put it on and try it out. Uh, I, I I do. It should go along nice, nice enough with my many black and purple dresses. <laughs> yes, looks very good. Now scream. Uh. No, like scream. <laughs> <laughs> And what comes out is this, like, giant, enormous, booming, almost, like, monstrous roar that reverberates and echoes and, like, vibrates this entire uh, lab. And, like, the beakers that are sitting on tables, like, uh, shudder and fall off. And the windows in the glass panes start, like, shuddering as well. And uh, Dr. Marbles just kind of smiles to himself and is like, yep, that'll do. That'll do, pig. Don't you ever call me that again, and I hope... No, I it's, hope. From a, no it's from a movie. It's a, <laughs> uh, never mind. <gasps> Where'd you never find mind. that movie? Where'd you find that movie, huh? What, what, what world's <laughs> it from? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, hope, I hope whenever she talks, it sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We are with Ava now, who stands out in the back alley uh, and has watched Rainbow just kind of scale up the side of the building, uh, plop down next to Rufus, and they are sort of in a bit of a conversation. And Ava, you're left down here uh, with an empty alleyway and your new whip. I think for just a minute, Ava's going to contemplate if she should try and join rainbow or anything like that. And she's ultimately going to decide like, no, that's a family moment. And, um, it's going to turn around to her new whip and kind of like do a little dance. Cause she knows, she knows no one is watching and then go over to the car. Yeah. So it's, uh, sorry, it's sitting underneath the top and, uh, I think you whip off the top. Yeah. There she is. Your baby. What does Ava do? Just kind of like, uh, to pass a little bit of time. Um, she's gonna walk around and inspect it, just making sure that everything is good. And I think she's gonna get in and sit there. Like that that feeling like when you get a new car and you're just sitting in it and you're looking at everything because it's shining and bright and it smells like a new car. You're just absorbing that moment. And that is what Ava does. Nice. You're sitting there, you're taking it all in, you're soaking it all up. And uh, from the side window, like the passenger side, uh, you hear a voice that kind of breaks the silence and it says, Whoa, sweet ride there. And you look over and it's Banjo, the receptionist. He's wandered out and he says, uh, Well, I've never seen anything like this. Is this an import? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> hmm. Certainly doesn't look like anything from around here. Yeah, um, 
there's there's some new test inventions coming out and uh this is kind of one of the test runs she shrugs trying really hard to make it seem like this is this is happening that's right that's correct don't question it oh is this coming from Elon Tusk, the elephant entrepreneur. Boo. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, just, I, I think um, Banjo's just kind of like running his hand along uh, the bonnet. And uh, he started walking around the car and he starts asking you like a bunch of like shop talk questions. He's like, is this a front or a uh, rear wheel drive? Definitely rear. I think Ava got out at this point and is walking with him. That's good. It's very. I like the rim choice you've got here. Very good. Is there any uh, turbo or superchargers? Yeah, there is. Um, I know Dr. Marbles made this car and he uh, likes to go fast and I like to go fast. So I. Right. And are you planning to race in this thing? Her eyes light up race how would one go about doing that well i uh i dabble in a little bit of racing on my time off we could always uh you know head out to the track and see how she runs yes that would be amazing (laughs) she is grinning because she is so excited uh you see banjo also like he kind of flicks his tail side to side um and kind of like a small sign of like excitement too and uh, he offers as well, if, uh, you know, if you're ever in any need of uh, parts, or if you maybe want to uh, modify your vehicle in any way, I can uh, offer up my services. I'd be happy to work on it. 100%. Yes, I will definitely come to you. There's so many things I want to do. There's so many ideas. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so essentially what this is, like mechanic talk. Um, Ava, if you ever want to spend gear points to upgrade your vehicle in any way, Banjo's your guy. Perfect. We are back in the lobby now and we follow Marcus, who was led by Bacchus over towards the reception area. And... Bacchus, who has insisted that you do some sort of like uh, like brief introduction to the hotel, um, takes you down and uh, kind of props himself up against the reception desk. And uh, he kind of says, so uh, basically, if you ever need like any help uh, when you're here visiting the Hotel Discovery, you can either uh, see me or uh, here uh, usually. Uh, would be Banjo, our uh, our receptionist, and he pats the empty desk. During visiting hours, you can always go to our uh, entertainment quarters, and he holds out a wing, and he points up a floor and across to the smelly chamber or the dancing hall. But uh, uh, unfortunately, since you are only a guest and not really a resident, you have to abide by our visiting hours, and uh, for guests... Uh, that's going to end in uh, sort of just under an hour from now. And uh, at that time, sir, we uh, we will have to ask you to uh, to leave. You're still operating as normal, even with your head at the hotel indisposed. Rather taking it in stride. 
Well, I mean, we can't exactly, like, shut down and kick everybody out. No, I suppose not. Is there anything else about the hotel you think worth mentioning? What do you, uh, what do you mean? Listen, I'm new in town, and I've already got a hinky feeling about this place. Something ain't right here. Huh. You don't say. I look at him, and slightly loom a little more, even though he's taller than me. Roll manipulate someone. Oh. Plus charm. Oof, am I charming? I am somewhat charming. I feel like you're not charming. I <laughs> you got one charm. There you go. Well, well, well. Okay, so you got a mixed success. Um, so they'll do it, Burnley, if you do something for them right now to show it that you mean it. How do I know that I can, uh, you know, that you're not just some malicious force here trying to take over the universe and uh, sow hatred and uh, despair into the fabric of space and time? My eyes widen slightly. I'm taken aback. Hmm. I would say go on faith, but I don't have much of that anymore. All I can tell you is I don't have any malicious intent towards it. I just want to finish my business here and get out of Dodge. I don't care what has to be done in order to do that. I know the law. I've I've spent years of my life dedicated to the law and it gets you places. It's when there are good people in charge, when they're making the laws that care about the people, sure, but the people behind the scenes who are executing the law well, you've seen the brown coats, certainly, in this town at least. Brown suits. Brown suits. Yes. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, I just completely ruined myself. Yeah, no, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Listen, I'm going on the full-on monologue. <laughs> I'm looking for a good person. Hmm. Hmm. Bacchus kind of thinks to himself for a second. It's hard to make these kind of choices when Augustus isn't here. hard to think outside the law tell me uh real quick how do you uh how do you know the the gang up there i just walked in to be honest i got a note Hmm? don't know where it came from don't know why but it pointed me here i pull out the note from my pocket and show it to him uh, you see across Bacchus's face, he registers like, um, like some sort of facade that he's like putting on kind of gets like, he decides to remove it almost. Uh, and you get this when he says, oh, okay. So the, uh, the fireplace sent you here. The fireplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fireplace. So it, uh, I mean, this hotel here. And he knocks on like the nearby uh, wall. She's a, uh, she's a little bit alive. She's got a little bit of, 
it was a little bit special. And uh, I answer to Augustus, and I believe Augustus answers to the hotel. But I know that sounds kind of cynical, but you got to believe us here. We're the good side. So if you're looking for good people, I think you found us. I guess we'll both have to put faith in each other being good people then. Hmm. As you two share this moment, you feel uh, in the pocket of your trench coat a vibration. My face goes blank in shock. And I feel... Oh, there's a lot of emotion rushing back at me. Excitement, worry, fear, and I take a step back. I'm, I have a call. I, excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No worries. There's a, you can have privacy just around here. And he kind of ushers you like, um, just to like a side uh, coat. What is it called? Like a coat check? Uh, coat room. Coat room, yeah. Um, you walk in and pull out your phone and you see the caller ID. I'm holding my breath. It's your partner. I, my hand is shaking slightly. It's been days. And I open the phone and I hold it to my ear. Dave? It's good to hear from you. Sorry I missed all your calls. I think my provider here in Broadstead is a little shoddy. Must be uh, something to do with the reception here. Dave, what what are you doing here? The- Where are you? I'm I'm at I'm at this hotel. There's I've been looking for you. I'm, uh, I'm closing in on a case here in Broadstead. A case? There's a group of rabid werewolves that are responsible for a bloodbath up in the mountains. Supposedly hippies. Most of them fled town except for one. My sources tell me she's one bad egg, and she's hiding out in town somewhere, waiting for an opportunity to go again. <sighs> Did... What do you need? We should meet up again soon. Dave, you... You... They didn't tell me you were being assigned out here. I... Where have you been for the past few days? This... Can you just tell me that you're okay? There's a bit of a pause... And then, how about tomorrow morning we meet up? Fine. But I do want answers. You can't just vanish off the grid. Don't do that again. I'll see you tomorrow. Where? Name the place. I'll find you. And the phone hangs up. I'm still standing there, holding the phone to my ear. And I lean against the wall. 
and sigh. What the fuck? I think as we peer through the doorway into the coat room, we see Marcus leaning up against one of like the um, benches that are in there. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans just a little bit to the left. And we see Bacchus leaning up against the wall, eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. 